Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash pro revenge, where OP sues her boss for approximately half a million dollars. Our next Reddit post is from Interesting Spite. I'm a professional attorney wrangler for a big legal firm. If you've watched the show Suits, I'm basically Donna. As a legal admin, I have to keep a tremendous amount of information straight. Every county in every U.S. state has their own court system, their own rules, and their own idiosyncrasies. I have five attorneys on my team. Despite TV shows, it's pretty unusual for a lawyer to have a special secretary all on their own, unless they're very important. So five is a solid number. Because of COVID, we haven't yet replaced a secretary that left in January of last year. And in the meantime, I've been babysitting one of the partners whose name is Bingley. It's been a fun learning opportunity because Bingley works for an entirely different region and type of law from the rest of my team. Also, he has a case where a truck exploded, which is awesome. So on to the story. My manager, Catherine, is the worst. You know the type. She plays favorites, her most loved word is no, and she must be involved in every conversation because she's just that important. We do not get along because I'm a stubborn know-it-all who's been proven right a few too many times. For example, she forbade me from using resources that other admins had access to, which caused me to have to work overtime, and then she would deny my overtime requests. On some days, I literally had no way to do my job. It's worth noting that the reason why Bingley's secretary left was specifically because of Catherine. In fact, we've had four other admins quit over this past year explicitly because of Catherine. Anyway, at this point, I've been working with Bingley for almost a year. I'd gotten used to filing pleadings in a different state, and I no longer needed to double-check all my work. Because the law still operates in the Stone Age, a few U.S. states still require hard copy filing. Anything we want the judge to read has to be sent by actual mail, on actual paper, to arrive in the judge's actual hands. It's a pain, especially since most states let you file electronically, but whatever. Most of Bingley's cases are in one of the states that requires hard copies. Catherine, in her excessive wisdom, butted in uninvited and instructed me to include a cover letter when mailing a new filing. This confused me because I'd been filing for almost a year, and no one, even the admin who had originally trained me, had ever mentioned a cover letter. I told Catherine this, and she basically told me to suck it up. I called the court admin to make sure that I wasn't crazy and that I hadn't ruined a year's worth of filings. And the court admin literally laughed and said to please not include a cover letter ever, so I didn't. So, imagine my surprise when Catherine called me, writing me up for insubordination. Despite the court rules, and despite the court clerk explicitly telling me not to send the cover letter, Catherine was right, because she's always right, whereas I, to quote her, is just a disrespectful little turd and I'm tired of you. She put the warning into my employee file, pending disciplinary measures. The next day, she emailed my team, telling them to reduce my score in my yearly review because she knew that I'd been rated too highly for what my abilities really were. It felt to me like she was trying to get me fired by creating a history of poor performance. Well, if you're so tired of me, Catherine, then I can leave. Within a week of looking, I found a new position. Now, here's the issue. I effing love my team. This is the best work team that I've ever been on. We take each other seriously, and we genuinely love each other. Often, admins get pushed around because we don't have fancy degrees, but not here. So when I called in to quit, I cried. I cried a lot. 
I cried to the point that one of the partners, Bennett, asked if I wanted a counteroffer. I said no because that wouldn't solve anything, and he asked what I meant. So I told him. I told him about the write-up. I told him about how she was trying to falsify my employee review after it had already been submitted. I told him the reason why five admins had already quit. I told him about how I wasn't even allowed to ask for help. I thought that was the end of it, until one of my friends in another office, Charlotte, called me asking what the hell I was doing. Because she didn't have the time to train someone into being the new me, and I was the only admin that she actually trusted in my office. So why was I leaving her all alone? So I told her, and she told her boss, who was also a partner, and together they plotted. First, Charlotte is the manager in her office, so she's on equal footing with Catherine. They also report to the same person. Charlotte called the district manager and told him that Catherine was driving admins away, and the most recent admin to quit was the only person who knew how to do a lot of the paperwork on my teams, and that my loss was a serious blow. Meanwhile, Charlotte's boss called up his fellow partner and told her that after I left, his world would collapse in on itself. He said that he would go to the nearest bridge and jump off it, which would be pretty impressive in a landlocked state. They had to do something. I got a call the next day from Bennett saying that they had a counteroffer that they were really hoping that I'd take. Basically, instead of reporting to Catherine, I would report directly to Gardner, one of the partners. Catherine would be forbidden from interfering with me without getting Gardner's permission. This solved the issue and I got to stay with my team, so I happily accepted and I thought the debacle was over. However, the debacle was not over. Unbeknownst to me, Bennett put Catherine on a performance improvement plan and she didn't get an end-of-year bonus or a raise. It turns out that I had been absolutely correct. That Catherine's behavior had been the explicit cause of six secretaries quitting in less than a year. I got a call last week from Charlotte. I figured that she just wanted to gossip, but it was actually to give me a heads up. Catherine had been stripped of her management duties. She had missed every single one of the benchmarks on her performance improvement plan. Charlotte had called me to ask for my opinion on who should become the new manager. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Yes, become the new manager and fire Catherine. But I'm not a sadist. I just want to stay on my team and do what I do best, which is being a cheerfully annoying, respectful little turd. I told her that one of the more senior admins would probably need some guidance, but she would be amazing at it. So, no one has to deal with Catherine anymore. She's now just a mere paralegal and not anyone's manager at all. If she had just left me alone and not interfered when she wasn't needed, then none of this would have happened. All she had to do was nothing. Our next Reddit post is from Little Miss Bunny Woman. First, some background. A bit over six months prior to the start of this story, we had a change at the company I worked for. The old owner was a great guy who was retiring and handing the company off to his son, a real piece of garbage just out of business school. The son, with the mentality that the company is now his, went about restructuring, namely reassigning teams to different projects, and leaving those who remained in their old positions to pick up double, if not triple, the workload. He did this in the name of saving a little money. Unfortunately, my department, Safety and Engineering, which I led, was not spared. In the end, I clashed with the boss and the department head, ultimately costing the company three months of my entire department working 80-hour weeks, and forcing a huge year-end bonus to be paid out to us. Unfortunately, after my initial meeting with this new boss, he took a liking to me in a really bad way. Essentially, he had a crush on me, and he wanted to go out with me, or sleep with me, or however you want to put it. 
He even enlisted his friends and secretaries to help him. This went on for months, just blatant sexual harassment. They even made comments about me losing my late husband, that I should just get back on the horse, so to speak. I kept everything, every email, every voicemail, and I went to my best friend who happens to be a really good lawyer. My friend was a contract lawyer to be exact, so not exactly their area of expertise, but they knew enough to help. My friend drafted a letter to my boss essentially saying, stop, or we're going to start a big case over this kind of thing, and yeah, everything stopped. However, I was then moved from working in office to working from home. I knew what was coming. They were going to do their best to get rid of me, so I started documenting everything. But as luck would have it, I received an email chain from one of my managers. And wouldn't you know it, it was a back and forth communication of them discussing how they would get rid of me and pin the blame on me. The email chain was just disgusting. They hated me so badly and they wanted me gone. But because of my contract, they would have to buy me out. But being the cheapskates they are, you know they wanted me gone for free. So the company bosses started a campaign to try to torment me. They first tried to say that because I now work from home, they were required to install cameras in my home office to make sure that I was being productive. Luckily, that didn't work thanks to my contract. They also tried assigning an impossible workload to me, but luckily my team and I were almost like family and they picked up the slack. After three months of this, I got an email and a phone call from the HR department saying that I was getting laid off indefinitely because there was just no work for me. This was complete BS, given that there were several dozen projects that I was currently working on. After this conversation with HR, I called my lawyer friend, almost in tears, just shouting, look what they're doing to me, help! She calms me down and tells me, this is such a good thing. We have so much evidence against them. I had already forwarded and printed off everything that was sent to me, and it was lucky I did, because a few hours after I was laid off, my computer was remotely wiped clean. Everything was gone, leaving just a blank desktop. When I called the HR department to get copies of all the complaints that I had filed, what do you know, every single one was missing. In their place was a bunch of BS reprimands that never happened, that I never signed or saw. They dated back months and months, and they were all signed by the new boss. Despite the fact that they were dated before he ever took control of the company, it was clear that they were total BS, but I got copies of everything to add to my stack of records. I texted all my old colleagues to let them know what was happening, and that I'm basically gone. Like I said earlier, we're like a family, and with me on the way out, they started looking for better employment. Not only that, but they contacted all their friends who work for the company to do the same. I was laid off on Monday, and on Thursday I walked into the office with my employment lawyer. I swear, the main secretary was on the phone to security the second that she saw me walk in. And security was at the door in less than a minute. My lawyer simply handed the secretary a legal document, a summons to meet for mediation at his office on the next Friday. During the following week, I received so many calls and text messages from the managers, friends, secretaries, and people I knew in the office to just be friendly with the owner, to just drop it, and that they wanted to bring me back and forget about everything. Like hell I was ever going to come back to such a hostile work environment. Friday finally comes, and my former boss walks into my lawyer's office with a squad of four of his lawyers to settle the matter. Right off the bat, he offers me three months severance to end all this, because I didn't have any evidence to rebut the fake paperwork they had on file. At this point, my lawyer starts to bring out all the paperwork that we had. 
Namely, copies of every complaint that I had ever filed, which were all signed by the managers, HR, and myself. Luckily, I had made sure to make a copy of each complaint when it was written up. They didn't think that I had anything. Oh boy, were they wrong. My lawyer made the case that, in court, it would be obvious that all the paperwork they had on their end were forgeries. Nothing was signed by me, and he pointed out that there were dates with the boss's signature when he wasn't even in the country, let alone working for the company yet. At this point, the boss and his lawyers went to speak privately. After about 30 minutes, they came back with a much better offer, a full year's salary. But my lawyer was like, nah, we'll just go with what the contract says, plus we'll go for damages in court. The lawyers seemed to know that they couldn't afford this going to court, not to mention that it would be bad for the company's reputation. So they basically rolled over and asked, what do you want? We demanded five years salary, plus the average bonus that I would have made for each year, plus all the legal fees paid. It was a big, big win, but it didn't end there. I got a taste of blood, and I wanted more. I made phone calls to several companies where I had contacts, and I found jobs for every member of my team, and several members from other teams. By the end of the week, the company had lost 10 of its most talented people. Not to mention that most of those people had friends and colleagues who ended up following them to their new employers. The fallout was pretty bad. Before all this, the company had the pick of the litter when new university students graduated. But now, because they lost almost all their senior people, they had no one to mentor the new employees. Plus, word got out fast how they treat their workers like garbage, so no one with any talent would even think about getting near the company. As of today, the company is just a shell of its former self. It's still big, but it bleeds money. They also now have a problem with permanent staffing, and they're paying out the nose to hire subcontractors. Let's just say that they don't make money like they used to. In fact, they haven't started any new projects in something like 9 months. If management doesn't do something to improve things, and fast, then they'll likely be bankrupt in the very near future. OP, you didn't say how much money you make, so I'm going to make some guesses here. You said that you were the manager of an engineering team, so I would guess you make probably 100k. So, <laughs> so 5 years salary at 100k comes out to half a million dollars. Even if I go more conservative with my estimates and drop you down to $75,000 a year, that still comes out to $375,000. That is a lot of money, OP, and you're not kidding. It really is a big, big win for you. (laughs) Man, imagine having to pay your employee half a million dollars because you're horny and you don't know how to control yourself. That was our slash pro revenge. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.